Hello, I'm Billy, and this is the Unlock Your Child's Full Potential podcast, where we discuss how to give our children a head start in life and teach them some basic principles of success that will serve them well in adult life. This podcast is about the lessons that are often not taught in school, and it's up to us as parents to shine the light and coach our kiddos. Things like building their confidence, developing integrity, and a strong work ethic, shaping a worldview. It will also be about cultivating emotional intelligence skills, money mindset, personal growth habits, to name a few. I'm a mom of three young girls, and my mission is to raise them to be good humans, happy and fulfilled adults. Join me on my quest to learn more ways to parent with intent and raise thriving kids. I'm here to create a space where you feel supported and inspired to bring these lessons into your home and try them out. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another bonus episode from the series Amazing Book Takeaways. In this segment, I share concepts and ideas I read and loved in a parenting or a personal development book that I think you could benefit from. This week, I want to share with you my takeaways from the book Entitled Mania by Richard Watts. The book tackles a sensitive topic, namely how not to spoil your kids and what to do if you have. Although some of the things I mentioned might push your buttons, I think it's important to talk about that so you have it in the back of your mind when making parenting decisions. The author makes the case that despite living in a world of instant access and unlimited knowledge resources, many children appear unequipped for their future lives, and it might be the parents' fault. In the process of giving our kids everything we didn't have, we forget to give them what we did have. Richard Watts looks at the ways in which well-meaning parents often weaken their children by overindulging them and overmanaging their lives. Moreover, when parents give their children too much, it often prevents them from recognizing their true aspirations. It takes away their opportunity for discovery and the self-pride and contentment that follows adversity and struggle. Sounds terrible, right? So let's try to avoid having children who cause us worry during our entire life and make us feel unappreciated on top. Most parents are unwilling to admit responsibility for their entitled children. They believe somehow their children had choices and could have chosen not to take their situation in life and their material possessions for granted. These parents are sincere in their belief, yet it is the parents whose responsibility it is to teach the children to value them and respect what they have created. In fact, the entitled child doesn't feel entitled at all. It is the parent who feels unappreciated and misunderstood. You should know that entitlement begins with codependence. Codependence very much describes the reality of the relationship many current day parents have with their children. It describes a dysfunctional helping relationship where one person supports or enables another person's immaturity, irresponsibility or underachievement. Parent-child codependency is a bit like a heroin dealer who injects his own kid with heroin. Soon the kid is hooked, hopelessly addicted, and looking for more of the same. Mom and dad continue to supply them so long as they are retaining control over their kid's life, dictating moves and manipulating direction. Eventually mom and dad get so involved that they forget about their own lives. In the end, calamity occurs, children stumble, and disappointment arrives. 
The good news is that you can repair the setback you may have unwittingly and unintentionally caused to your child. And the even better one is that if you're just starting your parenting journey, you can consciously parent in ways that prevent this from happening. The author gives us great tips on what to do and what not to do from now on. Number one is be a parent, not a best friend. Let your kids have a best friend their age, one who will accompany them into their future and experience the same joys and difficulties life has to offer. They will benefit from you being first and foremost a parent. Rather than being a co-pilot with your children, you should be more like an air traffic controller. You track the entire flight, yet leave the flying of the plane to the pilot. You only respond to pilot inquiry and advice of irregularities, so the aircraft can avoid catastrophes. Number two, break the mini-me compulsion. One of the most difficult concepts to accept in parenting is that you don't have title to your kids. Custody, yes. Ownership, no. They are guests in your house and only temporary guests. A child is not a product to design, a product to be managed, or a possession to show off. Some parents even see their child as an extension of themselves, as someone whose purpose is to fulfill what they could not. If we're being honest, we all have to accept that some of our reasons for wanting to be good parents are selfish. Raising good children is part of the criteria we use to grade ourselves. If we are successful, we increase our emotional net worth. But correctly performed parenting is an arduous discipline that involves learning to maintain love and vision while recognizing that reaching the summit is not as important as a climb. Parents shouldn't care what mountain their child is ascending, just that they learn to climb, fall, recover, and climb again. Number three, delay gratification. The process of teaching a child to tolerate frustration and delay gratification of a desire, either until appropriate time or until the child has earned the desired object, takes constant effort. Giving in to your kids early in life starts the trickle that can become a roaring waterfall as they reach teenage years. Know that laziness around this battle when your kids are young will eventually cause your great frustration. As time goes on, when you have less energy, you will find it harder and harder to deny your children what they want each time they face a struggle or disappointment. The best way to help your children learn to delay gratification is to model self-denial yourself. Here's an exercise. Select something you really want and can afford to purchase or make payments on. And then don't let yourself have it. Instead of trying to ignore your desire to have that thing, talk about it often and don't give in. This is excellent modeling. Number four, let your kids struggle. Allow your children to suffer when there is a lesson to be learned or personal growth to be had. If they haven't earned it, they won't learn it. Welcome their pain of life and witness them as they react and grow. Encourage them. Assure them that they will survive like you did. It will not be fun. But who said every step of the journey was supposed to be fun? The best way to set your kids up to success is to support them, not to save them in overcoming their struggles. One way to help children become more comfortable with challenges is to share your own. We tend to hide our weaknesses and failures from our children. When time is right, it's helpful for your kids to hear that mom and dad didn't get it right. Number five, give memories instead of things. 
When we think of giving something to a child, we tend to think in terms of money or things money can buy. We rarely think about time. One of the best gifts we can give our children, however, are good experiences that are so memorable they will last a lifetime. Think of an experience you imagine your son or daughter would enjoy. Keep it a secret. Then consider how, given your means, you can make it happen. These experiences, particularly the ones that don't cost much, but require a proactive effort to plan and execute, are possibly life's greatest well. And the chances of experiences carrying negative effects for your children are minimal. Number six, partner with your parents. If you're lucky enough to have good parents who are still alive, for them for more than babysitting. Let them provide your children with two essentials you may be hard-pressed to give. Unlimited time and unconditional love. Parents are over-focused on the success of their children. As a result, their children only know hurry. Grandparents can teach them slow. They can show them what it means to just sit with them on the porch and talk. The wisdom of later age can be a calming, credible, and secure resource for grandchildren. Number seven, teach them faith. Giving your children grounding in a spiritual or faith tradition, if you have one, can provide you with another parenting tool. Spirituality teaches self-sacrifice, humility, and care for others. No matter your faith, these traits pull directly against the entitlement of your child. An enduring tradition that promotes timeless values can provide children with a system of internal guidance on how to manage life. But like anything else, kids must see their parents applying the teachings and modeling the resulting behavior. The book ends with a reminder. For everything you give your child, you take something away. Before you take away the pain of your children's struggle or misfortune, consider what benefit they might receive from your willingness to listen, love, discuss, and console in lieu of handing over your wallet for the solution. It's ironic how we hope to help our children avoid the same toil that gives us so much satisfaction to overcome. We endured, and so will they, if we let them. I hope you find my short summary helpful. If you're inspired to listen to the hobo, I have left a link in the show notes where you can listen for free. Thank you so much for listening and letting me be a part of your day. If you enjoyed this episode or the show in general, please share it with a friend and help me reach more moms around the world. I would also appreciate it if you consider leaving me a review. Reviews are literally the lifeblood of a podcaster and help me so much. Don't forget to subscribe so you get notified when a new episode drops. See you next week!